I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 32, All Flesh is in Mine Hand, studying Doctrine and Covenants, sections 60 through 62. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come follow me study for busy moms. I'm Donica Contour, your host. I'm a mom of four kids, wife of a high school theater teacher, and my favorite show to binge watch is Murder, She Wrote. Let's jump into this. We've got some really good stuff today. Um, in all fairness, I feel like we have really good stuff every time because it's the scriptures, so it's always good. <laughs> so let's talk about the nature of God and Christ. Um, one of the things I felt like was really prevalent throughout these sections is the fact that Heavenly Father recognizes we can eventually become perfect, right? That's the goal. But he doesn't demand or expect that perfection right this second. He does, however, expect us to try, right? He doesn't want us to just be like, oh, well, I can't be perfect right now, so why should I even bother? Like, he still expects us to be working towards perfection. Um, we can see this in Doctrine and Covenants, uh, section 60, verses 2 through 4, um, section 61, verse 28, section 33, verses 8 and 9. Um, and then... One of the talks that Come Follow Me recommends you read is Missionary Work, Sharing What is in Your Heart by um, Elder Uchtdorf. And so I'm going to read a couple of segments from that that I really loved. Um, he says, the Lord, this is from the April 2019 General Conference. He says, the Lord has never required expert, flawless missionary efforts. Instead, the Lord requires the heart and a willing mind, which I feel like is pretty applicable, right? Um, and then the next thing I wanted to say is that your role, or I don't say this, he says this, right? Um, your role is to share what is in your heart and live consistent with your beliefs. And I feel like so many times people are reluctant to share what they know about the gospel because they feel like they don't know enough. And Heavenly Father is not asking us to be these incredible scriptural scholars um, he wants us to share what's in our heart. He wants us to share what we know. So if you can't cite all of the Book of Mormon and can't cite scriptures off the top of your head, that's fine. Um, but if you know your Savior and Christ, if you know Christ is the Savior, if you know him, if you know that he knows you, then that's what he wants you to share, right? Share what you do know. Um, and I think one of the pitfalls or the stumbling block Satan likes to use is to tell us that we don't know enough. We don't know enough to share um, because the world is very critical and people can be very critical. And so I think sometimes it can build that fear in us and we don't necessarily need to have all the answers. Um, that's what, that's what faith is, right? It's not knowing things, but believing that they're, that they're true. Um, and I think, um, one of my favorite songs in young women's growing up was I walk by faith. And I feel like that's something that's become kind of almost like a mantra for me in a lot of things where when I come up against things that I struggle with, that I don't understand why this thing happened or why that thing happened or why these people made those choices or whatever, or this particular doctrine, I just don't really get I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to walk by faith on this one. I'm going to walk by faith on this because I don't, I don't understand all the ins and out of this outs of this, but I do know that 
Heavenly Father is real. I do know that Christ is real. I do know that um, they know me and they love me. I know that our prophet is the mouthpiece of God and he said this. So I'm going to trust him because I know that that's never misplacing my faith. And I'm going to trust that eventually I'll understand this. Something I struggled with um, kind of a lot in my early married years was that we didn't really talk about our heavenly mother and it was just like, Oh, we don't talk about her. And I was like, well, why not? I want to, I want to get to know her. Like I was really struggling and I, I wanted to get to know her. And I remember kind of feeling kind of torn and not really under sure. And just kind of getting this like piece of like, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. And then now they got the new young women's theme and it talks about heavenly parents. And we're talking, we're hearing more about our heavenly mother over the pulpit and things. And I, and it, it just, it's, I know that I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I just didn't know it was coming. You know what I mean? Okay. So, um, the next thing I wanted to touch on was, um, that heavenly father in Christ do not leave us right? We leave them. <laughs> um, as a loving father and a loving brother, Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ are always with us um, and always want to be with us. We can see this in Doctrine and Covenant 61 um, verses 36 and 37. I'm going to read one of the things it suggested reading was John uh, 16:33, And he says, these things I have spoken unto you that in me, ye might have peace. In the world, ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And I wanted to look at this kind of nerdy-like here for a second. Um, the If we're looking at the words might and shall, right? You might have peace. In Christ, you might have peace. And might is expressing a possibility based on an unfulfilled condition, right? Oxford English Dictionary, my best buddy. Um, might, you might have peace in Christ, might being a possibility. You may, it might happen, it might not happen. Now, why, why is that? Well, um, let's look at shall for a second. Shall is expressing strong assertion. Essentially what it comes down to is might is maybe, and shall is that's going to happen. So why would you, might is optional. Why would we not have peace in Christ? Uh, simply because of this one thing, right? You have to choose it. The unfulfilled condition is our agency. Heavenly Father and Christ are not going to force their peace on us, <laughs> which sounds like an interesting concept. Um, how many times are we invited to come unto Christ, to come follow him? Um, but we don't have to, right? We don't have to. There are plenty of this pe people in the world that hear about Christ and go, eh, not for me. We even know that in the second coming, we were talking about this in Sunday school today. We know that in the second coming, there will be people who know and recognize that Christ is Christ. He's the savior of our world, that he's the son of God. And they'll still be like, not my thing. Thanks, but no thanks. Right? So the peace of Christ is optional. It, we, it's conditional upon whether or not we choose to have that peace in Christ. Um, but the tribulation of the world shall, right? This is guaranteed, like death and taxes. Why? Because we live in a fallen world. Um, and you add to the fact that it's latter days and, well, you get 2020 and you get 2021. So the question really isn't whether or not you're going to deal with the tribulations of the world, because you will 100%, you will deal with the tribulations of the world. The question is, will you choose peace in Christ? 
Um, because if you choose to have peace in Christ, then you get to be of good cheer because he reminds us he has already overcome the world. Um, okay. Let's talk about the plan of salvation. The rest of the come follow me is basically testimony. It talks a lot about testimony. I want to read it. Um, one of the other things it suggests reading is pure testimony by, um, Russell M. Ballard from October, uh, 2004, a general conference. Let me pull this up here a second. Flip all my pages. He says, <clears throat> personal testimony is the foundation of our faith. It is the binding power that makes the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints unique in the lives of its members as compared with all other religious dominations of the world. And he says, he goes on to say, simply stated, testimony, real testimony born of the Spirit and confirmed by the Holy Ghost changes lives. It changes how you think and what you do. It changes what you say. It affects every priority you set and every choice you make to have a real and abiding testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ is to be spiritually born of God, to receive his image in your countenance and to experience a mighty change in your heart. So one of my things I was thinking about is why is it it's so important? important to share our testimonies. Um, and I don't know that I necessarily have like, oh, this is the right answer to this question. I just kind of have my own personal musings. Um, so if you have some of your own personal musings, I'd love to hear them if you want to share them on Instagram or comments or whatever. Um, but personally, I kind of think one of the reasons that we are invited to share our testimonies is because we learn um, through, oh, what is it called? There's a word for it. And there's, and I, it's, it's a thing in sales and in marketing where, um, and in parenting also, where if you hear it from a third party, you're more likely to believe it, right? Whereas like, so if your mom tells you 150, we've experienced this as moms, right? As mom, we say, hey, make sure you eat your vegetables so you can go big and strong. And our kids are like, that's lame, mom, I'm not doing it. Well, then they go over to their friend Billy's house and Billy's mom is like, make sure you eat your vegetables. And Billy's mom is cool, right? Because we're not cool because we're an actual mom. And anyway, they're like, did you know Billy's mom said if you eat your vegetables, you'll be big and strong? And we're like, yeah, no kidding. Um, and so I think it, anyway, it's that same concept of when we hear it from multiple people, when we hear it from different people, um, I think some people have a way of speaking where it can touch us in the way that somebody else can't, right? When our own parents are trying to teach us things, um, to our young women's leaders can sometimes reach us in a way that our parents can't because of whatever reasons. Um, and I kind of think that that's part of what, the reason why we share testimony. And I think another reason why we share testimony is from my personal experience, I find that I learn things better when I have to teach them. And so when I'm sharing my testimony, a lot of the times, and I don't know who else has had this experience, I, if I decide it's fast Sunday, I'm going to go share my testimony. I'll kind of have an idea of something I want to share, something I want to talk about, and I'll get up there and 95% of the time I talk about something completely different and I have epiphanies as I share my testimony about things that I know that I didn't know that I knew. Does that make sense? And so I think that it's really powerful to share our testimonies, not only because it helps other people 
um, see that testimony and grow from that testimony, but it helps our own testimonies grow. Um, if you think about a testimony as like a plant, right? Um, as it has to push, it has to grow out in order to grow up, right? It has to go through the grass. I don't know if this is any making sense. I don't know. I'm just thinking, I think that when we share our testimonies, it allows others to grow from them and it allows it to grow as well. Um, and I think it's a really interesting concept to base our religion on testimony sharing and testimony building. Um, because I want to say it was Hank Smith that said something to the effect of, um, and I think I may have shared this in a previous podcast, but something to the effect of somebody's, um, somebody's criticisms can't touch, somebody else's opinion can't touch your experiences kind of concept. Where like, my parents have opinions and my parents have, um, beliefs about, the church, my parents left the church, oh, not quite 10 years ago, almost. Um, next year, I think is 10 years. But my parents left the church, and so they have their own opinions. They have their own concepts about, you know, um, things. And their opinions and their beliefs can't touch my experiences, right? My parents can be like, well, I think it was all a sham. I think this, I think that. And I'm like, and I'm, you know, okay, whatever. That's, that. it's your, it's your prerogative to believe whatever you want to believe. I know that I have felt my savior. I know that my heavenly father knows exactly who I am. I've had too many experiences or too many tender mercies, too many small and huge miracles in my life to deny the fact that I know my heavenly father is there. I know that Christ is there. I know that they know me and I know that this church is the way to get back to them. I know that this gospel is the way to get back to them. Um, and I can't deny that. I cannot deny that. I, I feel it in my bones. It's a, it's part of who I am. Um, and so even though people closest to me, like my parents might have differing opinions now, um, it, their opinions can't touch my experiences because I have felt them. I've been there. Right. Um, and I think that this is true of lots of things. And I think it's especially true of spiritual things. I also think it's important to make sure that we're writing these things down. It doesn't really talk about that in this particular one. Um, I think it was a couple podcasts ago where it talked about making sure you write down your experiences. Um, and I think that that's super important because I think, you know, we, as with everything else, I feel like life is kind of an ebb and flow. And sometimes we're really spiritually aware. We're really in our scriptures. We're really studying um, we're really digging deep and having good meaty conversations about the gospel and about gospel principles and about the scriptures. And then sometimes we kind of flow a little bit back and, you know, life is busy and we're reading our scriptures kind of out of a place of obedience rather than a place of really feasting upon the words. Um, and I think that there's a difference there. Oh, my son just came in to say hello. But um, let's talk about application. Um, the one thing I want to say is... Shh, I need you to be quiet right now, buddy. Um, when it comes to sharing, when it comes to missionary work, when it comes to sharing your testimony, remember that Heavenly Father does not demand you to share perfection. Hey, hey, shh. Right? Our humble words shared with heartfelt desire um, are going to be more impactful 
to softened hearts um, than all the fancy words in the dictionary, right? Um, I want to share this last. So I guess my, my point is share your testimony. If you want to apply that, share your testimony, whether it's in a Facebook post, whether it's in a private message to somebody on social media, whether it's just in your home to your children, um, if it's in your home to your spouse, if it's to somebody at school or somebody at work, wherever it is, some random person in Walmart, people at Walmart tell me all kinds of stuff. You know, I should be sharing the gospel there. They're going to tell me about their prostate cancer. I should share the gospel. Um, so I just wanted to kind of leave this last, um, thing. This is again from, um, pure testimony by elder Ballard. He says, the fire of your testimony is all that you need in order to introduce the gospel to many more of our father's children. Trust in the Lord and never underestimate the impact your testimony can have upon the lives of others as you bear it with the power of the spirit. Doubt and fear are tools of Satan. The time has come for all of us to overcome any fear and boldly take every opportunity to share our testimonies of the gospel. And I just want to add to that, that it doesn't have to be this long, huge, drawn out testimony of all the things that you believe in. It can be simple, like, well, I believe that families can be together forever, you know, and that can be, that is your testimony. Um, if you want to know more about what is a testimony and what's not a testimony, I highly recommend reading Pure Testimony um, by Elder Ballard. He talks a lot about um, how sometimes uh, meetings can get kind of overtaken by thankimonies or travel logs and different things and how, what a testimony actually is. And I highly recommend reading it. Anyway, I will talk to you next week and I challenge you to share your testimony.